Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. This unsolved case is a really weird one. And if you happen to live in the Upland, California area, there's a good chance you may be able to help solve this unexplainable missing person case. Patrick Sean Betts was just 11 years old when he mysteriously went missing from Upland, California in 19... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. He'd been hanging out at a local pizza restaurant with a friend while playing video games. At some point later on into the night, Patrick disappeared and his missing person case wasn't opened by police until four months after he had vanished. By this point, Patrick's disappearance was quickly classified as a cold case, and investigators have had virtually no more clues in recent years, leaving the strange case of Patrick Betts unsolved. You can do your part to help spread awareness for this case by clicking the share button beneath this video. You can even leave a simple comment below so that YouTube can give the case a bit more exposure on their end as well. And while you're down there, feel free to hit that like button and subscribe so you won't miss any of the other cases I'll be covering in the coming weeks. This case was first broken last month by a YouTube channel called Crime Hound, so be sure to check that channel out if this story piques your interest. Not only did Crime Hound do an excellent job covering the case, but he managed to contact the family of Patrick and speak with investigators firsthand to get all of the details. As mentioned, Patrick Betts, also known as Sean, was just 11 years old at the time of his unsolved case file. He was hanging out at a pizza chalet with the restaurant owner's son and the two played video games for a few hours before they decided to try to leave to get tickets to a local high school game. For unknown reasons, they weren't able to get tickets, so they went back to the restaurant to hang out for a few more hours. Sean is said to have walked home alone at around 9 p.m., but there's just one problem with this. Sean never made it home, leaving his parents incredibly worried. By the next morning, Sean's school received a mysterious call from an older woman who pretended to be Sean's grandmother. 
The unidentified caller explained that Sean had decided to move to Washington to live with this grandmother and that he would not be returning to school ever again. The school took this information at face value, but they do seem to have believed that the call was rather strange. Even more strange is that Sean's grandmother didn't live in Washington. She had, in fact, at one point lived in Washington in the past. However, she'd already moved to California by the time this mysterious call was placed. His family immediately knew that something had gone wrong, so they put together missing person flyers and began hanging them all over town, as well as getting the Upland police and local investigators to help search for Sean. However, there was a problem with this plan. Police refused to take the investigation seriously, and they insisted that Sean had most likely run away from home for some reason. Sean's family knew that this wasn't the case, as they had no reason to believe that their little boy would go missing of his own accord. In fact, one important clue in this case almost definitively proves Sean was not involved in his own disappearance. According to his parents, Sean could not sleep without a security blanket that he kept since he was a small boy. His parents say that if he planned on disappearing of his own volition, he would have certainly taken this blanket with him. Unfortunately, even after his family put up countless flyers, no more leads were ever found, and this mysterious missing person case went cold. After several months passed, the police began taking the case seriously, and their first step was to speak to the owners of the pizza place where Sean was last seen. The owners couldn't offer much useful information, aside from clearing up some of the time frames of the strange events that unfolded that evening. According to the owners, Sean left the pizza place at around 9 p.m., and that was the last they'd heard of him. But here's where the case gets interesting. As soon as the police finished questioning the family, they strangely decided to shut down the restaurant and leave town, moving to Los Angeles. Though they didn't stay here for very long. After a while, they uprooted once more and moved out of the country entirely. Police never disclosed what country they moved to, but they did clarify that the country does not have an extradition treaty with the United States, meaning that wherever they are, they cannot face punishment for their potential crimes. They also could not be questioned any further by police. With this lead in the investigation now coming to an end, police began digging deeper and deeper and learned that Sean had an upcoming court date in which he would face trial for an altercation that took place between himself and an unidentified young man. Police used this as evidence to further their theory that Sean had run away, but his parents say that Sean didn't seem to be worried about the court case in the slightest bit. Now that this missing person cold case had reached yet another dead end, police were desperate for clues. They then announced that they had found a suspect, Sean's older brother. Police allegedly brought Sean's brother in for questioning without asking his parents first and without having them sit in the interrogation room with them. It's my understanding that by law, if a child is a minor, a parent or guardian must be present while an interrogation is carried out, though police seem to have ignored this. Once the 15-year-old's parents found out about this, they rushed to the police station. When they walked through the front door, they claimed they could hear the chief of police shouting at their son from several rooms away. As it would turn out, the boy had confessed to the crime, even though investigators didn't know what this unsolved crime was yet. After all, keep in mind, police continued to insist that Sean had simply run away on his own. We don't specifically know what Sean's brother confessed to, but this confession was eventually thrown out for all the obvious reasons. The most obvious being that, by all accounts, the confession was coerced and there was no truth to it. After all, the teen had been interrogated for eight hours at this point. The only evidence police had against Sean's brother was that he had failed a lie detector test, but his parents say that he had an anxiety disorder, so the results would have been inaccurate anyway. 
Sean's brother also had an airtight alibi, as he had been seen in San Francisco that night playing a show with his band. After years passed by and the unsolved cold case of Sean Betts had received no more updates or witness testimonies, police were forced to shelve the investigation. That is, until 1991, when someone came forward and told police that they had reason to believe that Sean was buried in the backyard of a close family member. Police showed up with search teams and bloodhounds, but they found absolutely nothing. Another witness came forward a while later and mentioned that she had seen Sean walking around with an older boy that day. But she couldn't give any further details and police believed that this was a case of mistaken identity. In all reality, the strangest part about this mysterious missing person case has got to be the call from the woman who claimed to be Sean's grandmother. Who was this woman? And why would she have informed Sean's school that he wouldn't be coming back? Was this just to taunt his family, or is there more to this unsolved cold case than we're being led to believe? While police have more or less put the case aside and let it run cold, a recent update from the family seems to suggest that the police do plan on taking another look at the case all these years later. A comment from the chief of police seems to suggest that they are actively looking into Sean's missing person case once again, even as we speak. With this in mind, they're asking anyone who may have been in the Upland area on the evening of January 20th, 1988, and may have seen Sean to come forward. If you happen to visit the Pizza Chalet that evening, police are certainly asking that you give them a call. Even the most minute detail could help push this case forward. If you have any information or happen to be in the area around the time that the crime took place, you're asked to contact Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. But that's the video for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But I've been Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.